Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Alex Thompson of Independence Day Minute and Galaxy Quest Minute. And today, I am breaking down Minute 9 of Into the Night. Minute 9 starts with Herb continuing to explain what vile, perverse acts darling Melissa in Vegas will perform for $200 an hour, and ends with Ed unrolling some technical schematics. Uh, so, <laughs> the first half of this minute is uh, Dan Aykroyd as Herb going over um, the, the things that Melissa will cater to. I, I wrote a whole bunch of jokes. I wrote a whole bunch of jokes related to the first half of this minute, but we're trying to keep this podcast PG, so I had to cut all of them. Um, suffice to say, there are quite a few fetishes out there, and if I was Melissa, I would not be advertising anything you want. Um, moving on. But we spend the second half of this minute in Ed's cubicle, and I I really like Ed's cubicle. The the decorations and the, the, the set decoration here feels really um, cubicle-y cubiclean i'm gonna say i think that's a word I, I feel comfortable making up here uh so he's got this uh, sort of black and white piece on the wall that looks like it's either um part of the inspiration for nightmare before christmas or a picture of i guy who was a bad guy in one of the first seasons of power rangers uh maybe a little bit of both uh he's got a poster for the space shuttle columbia um, at the time of filming, the Columbia was a new ship. Uh, it had only conducted its first flight in 1981. Uh, of course, its final flight would end in tragedy when it uh, burned up on re-entry in 2003, killing all seven crew members aboard. Um, rest in peace. And uh, now I've dragged the podcast down. Uh, he's also got some flags on the wall for what looks to be a couple more space missions. Uh, we got a professional certificate. Uh, we can, we can't, I can't quite make out exactly what it says, but I'm guessing just based on lengths of words that his full name is Edward, as opposed to Edwin or Theodore or something like that. Uh, hidden away deep in the corner of his desk is a picture of his wife. It's not even a picture of them together as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, it does make me wonder, uh, again, how long has their marriage been unhappy? Um, I mean, it does seem to be that he's had his insomnia going for quite a while. So I do wonder how long, um, it's, uh, been affecting the relationship a little bit. Uh, that said, in this cubicle, we also get a really old computer and a number of books and technical drawings, documents, looks like some textbook type books. Uh, there's a, a wall, uh, I'm gonna call it wall art. It's uh, the colored lines. It looks like the prototype for one of the old Windows screensavers. Uh, we also get a, a single panel comic strip on the wall cut out from a newspaper. Uh, judging by what we can tell from the art style, I'm guessing it's Farside. Uh, I, I mean, at this point in time, we're still about four, four plus years away from Dilbert's debut. So at this point in time, Farside is probably as good as you're going to get for uh, office-based humor in your Sunday funnies. Uh, in general, I think the space, fe it feels so accurate 
and lived in to uh i mean i'm not an aerospace engineer but you know i'm a, I'm a software engineer by trade and I, I know plenty of people in other disciplines of engineering and and this does feel like what those cubicles tend to feel like this feels really lived in like the the set decorator and the set department they they did a they did their research on this space this this feels um right to me the, i feel like the only thing that i'm missing a little bit would be some kind of a like a fidgeting device like a rubik's cube or something like that i mean if it was in modern times it might say like a fidget spinner or an infinity cube or something but those weren't really things yet but just you know or like a forearm exerciser you know just something to when you're reading or you're sitting in a boring teleconference just something to you know to play with um he's got this this silver ball bookend uh, up on his shelf that feels so authentic to me like it's either one of those spur of the moment buys when you're bored and you have access to a sky mall catalog or it's something that you're given for attending a conference and you go what am i going to do with this metal heavy ball or it's something that management gives you in lieu of a pay increase. <laughs> uh, it feels so true to this world. Just in general, I really like this space, this office area. Um, if this was a set, then they really did a bang-up job uh, doing this set. Because this really feels like an office to me. I would not be shocked if they filmed this in an actual office. Because it... It feels legit, um, but uh, again, with the whole idea that he thinks he's got a dead end job now, he should wait to see the kinds of spaces that they uh, put engineers in nowadays. I mean, they they have brighter colors, but uh, I mean, he's got a place to hang his coat. Uh, he can turn three hundred and sixty degrees without bumping into somebody. Uh, the the office space engineering world nowadays is, is for those who don't know, is going towards uh, quote-unquote open workspace type environments um you know management gets to preach words uh like collaboration and connectivity uh you know but really in truth uh, they get to reduce the amount of floor space devoted to each employee but it's totally okay because there's a, a ping pong table in the break room you know so so that's cool right you know you get to play ping pong or foosball uh when you're taking five um Totally not bitter about not getting to have a cubicle. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Ed, fine. He plops down in his chair, gets a nice sort of bored look around. What the heck do I do? And pulls one of many rolled up uh, technical documents. Um, kind of looks like it might be. I know we'll get a, a closer look at it in the next minute. But it uh, looks like it might be a circuit, a very complicated circuit diagram or um, some kind of technical schematic. Um, it does look like it's laminated, so that would probably suggest to me um, that it is probably like a final design. Or um, at this point, this design is not going to be subject to much editing if it's already been laminated. Uh, and uh, sits down to put his nose to the grindstone and, um, well, as much as his nose goes to the grindstone, since he clearly uh, 
as we as we've heard and as we're going to see is not all that engaged with his workday but um that uh that's about the end of this minute um like i said we get some unspeakable perversion that is so unspeakable i didn't speak of it and then we get uh jeff goldblum just kind of occupying the space of his cubicle uh, maybe one day we'll do the uh, Into the Night After Dark, or Into the Night During the Night, and uh, this will be a half hour long episode, uh, 20 minutes of me just making dirty jokes about uh, varying uh, levels of fetish. Uh, in the meantime, until that, until that happens, until Jim O'Kane commissions that one, uh, you can interact with the show on social media at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook or on Twitter at, at Night Minute. You can also find the Into the Night Minute podcast on iTunes and Google Play and at the main site, nightminute.com. Uh, join us back here on Friday. We'll be wrapping up the week on Into the Night Minute. All right. Have a nice day. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category.